welcome to Two Dudes Podcast, or should I say Ashton and Lacey's Podcast. And make sure you stay tuned and have an awesome day. Thank you. So I've been thinking about um, intros to podcasts. So the first thing I was thinking about was just how shitty it is. Like, it's really hard to just like, hey, all you cats and kittens. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that should be. And then I thought about Lyndon and I'm like, this bitch walks through the house with a phone that doesn't even turn on. And she's holding it in front of her face. Like pretending. Always vlogging. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, hey, everybody, welcome back. So then I was like, I mean, I pretty much have like a professional intro person yeah. living in the house. So I should just have her record one. So <laughs> we did. But she's just like, she just did it in her own way. I'll send it to you. when Because I, I literally was like, okay, what do I say? And then it really was like, hey cats and kittens like (laughs) that is what makes the most sense to me not like hello everyone welcome back to two dudes podcast today we're gonna be talking about mental health which actually means um pretty much fucking everything (laughs) our entire lives (laughs) mm -hmm. it it is it is Thank God. I went to acupuncture this morning, so I'm like in my parasympathetic nervous system, ready to just function as your counselor today, I think. (laughs) We'll pick up your therapy where you left off last week. I'm a little more stable this time around. Okay, so how was your week? Um, It was good. So after the podcast, I... Like, I actually did feel so much better. Like, I I listened back to, and when I listened to it the first time around, I was like, I didn't necessarily cry that often. But if you listen closely, like, my voice is on eggshells. Like, if you, like, you know that when your voice gets a little different, like, when you're about to cry? Like, the whole first 45 minutes. (laughs) I feel like that's how my voice sounded like. And so, after I got done, I felt good. And I think we recorded it on, like, Tuesday. That whole week was fine. I feel like I was more worried about, like, the logistics of everything. I wasn't even focused on, like, anything that was happening. And so on Sunday morning when we released it, there was just, and I told you this, there was just so many messages of people saying, like, messaging us or DMing us or whatever, saying, like, um, you know, I lost my dad six years ago. I lost my dad three months ago, all of these things. And that was like the saddest thing. I feel like it's like comforting to know that people related, but it was also like, I think I texted you and I was like, it is so crazy to me, like how many people can relate on this. And so like, I felt like throughout the morning, I would read those messages and I would like kind of tear up, but it was fine. And I felt like Oh, I was, I just kept thinking, like, I got all my crying out. It's totally fine. And so me and Connor went to, like, a movie that day. We were just, I don't know. It was just a normal day. I was just distracting myself. Because I kept thinking again. I was like, I already cried on Tuesday. Like, I don't have any tears left. Like, we addressed this. We dealt with it, whatever. 
And so that night I went to sleep and Connor fell asleep right away and I just could not sleep. Like I was sick and it was like three in the morning and I got in the bath and I just started fucking sobbing. <laughs> like I just, I just cried and I cried, yeah. but I cried for like an hour. I don't even know how long it was. And I don't even know, like there wasn't anything like in particular, like it's not like I was thinking about something and I cried, but it was just more so like so many emotions and like I had to let it out and I let it out and then I was totally fine and I woke up the next morning and it literally felt like it, everything was okay but it, it's all back to what we talked about was like it's just this day and there's emotions and I thought like we already dealt with them it's fine I don't need to and then that night I like put it off to the point where it was like three in the morning and I just let it all out but then it was fine and now I'm fine I think <laughs> yeah well we about also that aspect <laughs> we- <laughs> We also like complicated it as much as we possibly could because we're like, let's record a podcast like five days before and talk through the whole thing and then just cry and then let's share it with our entire families like a few days later. And then let's um, deal like read the messages for like another week because we're still getting messages that is. I mean, I cry every time like my kids. So my kids already think that I'm weird because I like cry in Liam Nielsen movies. Like I can't. (laughs) It's like a movie where people are just murdering each other left and right. And (laughs) and at the end, he's like standing on this tarmac at the airport. And this other cop is like your daughter would be proud and his daughter was like passed away and I just start bawling. Cue the waterworks. Adam's like, I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be having this emotional reaction right (laughs) now. But she's not there and she would be proud. But so I cry all the time. I cry all the time. Mm -hmm. And everyone, like my whole family just makes fun of me. So it's all fine until I'm like reading a message in like the waiting room somewhere or whatever. And I just start crying because I just, I just feel so bad. I feel so bad that, that there isn't another way for, for you to talk about it really, because you have your family, but in a lot of cases, your family lived it too. Mm-hmm. And like, Nobody in my family really wanted to talk about my mom dying for like uh, most of my life, you know, because it was hard and it's painful and it's emotional and and you cry. And so I had a lot of questions that I didn't know. And then it's like I never had I mean, I had friends whose whose parents had died, but we were all at different places. And like you just don't connect and talk about that either. Like, you know, but you don't sit down for an hour with your friends and be like, let's talk about when our parents died. Yeah, for sure. I do feel like it's a very untouched topic. And I, but I also think it's like a big part of it is like you're saying, like there wasn't necessarily people in my life who could connect or could understand. And so it's like, I didn't want to make them feel awkward or, things like that. But I also had friends who, and have friends that would a hundred percent like listen and be there. But it's also like as emotional as I am and how like 
I really pride myself on like being able to talk through emotions. Like I still fucking feel awkward talking about it. So like two things. So the the one thing is I just keep thinking like there has to be a way to to make sharing and talking through shitty stuff easier. It just has to be a relief to be able to get some of that off your chest too because it is for us. So I just assume it is for other people. The other thing I was going to say is I've always been amazed by anyone who's followed Okanopal and the messages we've always got there Mm -hmm. and everyone has always been just so kind. Like I always thought that like having a business or like putting yourself out there in some way like that would would like I mean obviously I know it opens you up at some point and we're not like famous people (laughs) I mean mean, maybe you're like a what what level like a a C level a micro influencer influencer. (laughs) (laughs) so like so I mean obviously you have more clout than I do I still wonder sometimes how it like just thanks for taking me along on the ride, Ashton. But (laughs) like, I get that that's not the thing. But uh, like 99.9% of any communication I've ever got from anyone. Like, I don't know how we got this like little community of just really nice people. But I mean, it's there. But then I think about like your uh, TikToks and how like, People say, like, go wash your hair or something. And then I'm like, well, maybe we don't need more followers because I don't. TikTok is brutal. (laughs) I'm self-conscious enough. I don't need, like, people telling me that, like, I should go for a run or something. I shouldn't tell this story because it's, like, it's just putting my insecurity out to the world for like more people to notice. But I okay, remember- but at some point we're talking about mental health today. So this, I think this is like, I, I'm going to keep trying to tie it back to like a theme, but yeah, it's I don't probably know just, if this ties, but it's just going to get willy nilly yeah. here. So, okay. So like, I've always like kind of got hate on social media, like ever since high school. And I mean, it was mainly because of my hair and like, in high school, like, I just had super crazy messy hair. And people used to, like, shit on it all the time. There was, like, school basketball themes about, like, how messy my hair was and, like, Ashton themes, and people would come with, like, tree branches in their hair. And it never affected me because I was like, you know, like, I'm very well aware I have messy hair. Like, I don't look in the mirror and think to myself, like, God, my hair's so clean. Like, that's never (laughs) been, like, a thought of mine. And so it's never, like, upset me or made me insecure because, like – Duh, I know. So I made a TikTok one day. (laughs) I don't even know what this TikTok was about, but someone commented on it and they were like, girl, why do your eyebrows look like we characters? (laughs) Literally, (laughs) there there was like 8,000 likes on this comment. Oh my fucking God. And I was like, now I'm fucking self-conscious about my eyebrows. Like, I didn't think I had anything. Like, I know they're not, like, bushy, but it's so funny because it was never something I was insecure about. And then I go on TikTok and these, like, teenage kids just target you. They're like, why are your eyebrows so, like, I don't even know. Or, yeah, I posted that one TikTok of taking Remy to the groomer. I think it was, like, the first viral TikTok I ever made. And the top comment on it was like, girl, you need to go to the groomer. 
And not only was that comment there, but there was like 180,000 likes on that one comment. Like 180,000 people agreed with it. Okay, first, like, I think you have great eyebrows. So don't overthink your eyebrows. But I think the worst part about all this, okay, so probably the worst part about it is like, I I'm not even feeling a lot of sympathy for you, which, no. I feel, which I feel like I should. But I'm glad I don't have to because I know your feelings aren't hurt by it. No. But I also know, like, maybe it did bother you a little bit, but you shouldn't. And I think no. that you're, you're like, for the most part, like, in a really good place where you yeah. can, like, let that go. But, like, how sad is it that this is how people choose to communicate? Like, why why does that happen? Dude, I don't know. And I think... Like, do you post mean stuff on people's things? Fuck no. <laughs> no. TikTok is just a different... I don't know what it is, but there is, like... Every 12-year-old on that app is, like, so entitled to their opinion. And they will comment on anyone's video. And it's, like... It's just so crazy. Like, the amount of comments, like, mean comments I get on TikTok. And, like, I post normal-ass shit. Like, it's not like I'm posting thirst traps or things that, like, I deserve to be bullied for. Like, it is just... Thirst traps? (laughs) I'm not... I don't even know how to be on TikTok. But if you started posting thirst traps, I'm I'm gonna check it out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I gotta at least see. Like, I think it'd probably be, like, a... Like a message, a family group message, like, Ashton, I'm pretty sure you don't need to be posting pictures. I don't, I don't even know. First rack like, on Topless, topless in front of the bathroom mirror. Like, we need to work on this. Just holding Remy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, my mental health rant is over. Let's talk about your mental health. I There's no preparation asking. for this podcast. I text you. I'm like, what should we talk about? We're like, uh, probably mental health. <laughs> I we're like, think we're like, what's the next biggest thing in our lives? Oh yeah, mental illness for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think following up on death in, of our parents is like a a tough thing to to follow. I feel like mental health, like. We can talk about it like super broad and how it's like in our own lives. But I also feel like this will be a topic we come back to often. And I say that because I feel like every single time like I would go over to your house and we would meet for Okanopal or just literally anything. Like anytime me and you are together and we sit down and we do our like three hour events where we're supposed to be getting work done and then we get literally nothing done. We're like talking about mental health. I'll be like, dude. I'm unwell right now (laughs) or you'll be like you know I think I'm dying and I have shoulder pain (laughs) (laughs) is that not to a T so okay my whole mental health journey is like like four years old and I was thinking about it today and I think about how we've talked before about how we were both um like really worried kids and I just read this article on parenting kids with anxiety and even as I read it I was like oh I've always had anxiety like yes my dad would like say things to me about being a worrier like my whole life like it's just been 
part of who I am, like, oh, well, what about this and this and this? And and sometimes it's helpful because, like, mm-hmm. I think about things before they happen and I plan and then I don't have to worry about it. But sometimes it's um, maladaptive and I get into my own head and then I start to think that I'm crazy. So yep. just today, as I was laying in acupuncture, I was like, you know what? I think I've always had this. And then like the first time I had a panic attack was like the, like it had been building and building and building to the point where at like, however, like 35 years old, I just had this panic attack in my car, like by myself. So Adam and I had gone to this, and this is the part that I remember. We had gone to this meeting. We were building a house. We were meeting with a designer lady and Ellery had just got diagnosed with epilepsy like a couple weeks before. It was right around Christmas time, like a, a week, maybe a few days before or after Christmas. It was like holiday time. Mm-hmm. So it was stressful anyway. It was cold out. Just been through all this stuff. We were living in my dad's fucking basement with like dogs and children <laughs> and building a house. We were moving to Hill City and like we didn't know if that was the thing and you know, just a lot of different things were happening. And we had gone to this meeting. And honestly, Ashton, I just thought that I was always just a bitch. Like I really, (laughs) I just, I did. I thought I just wasn't very nice person. Like, because I would like say things and like, I was hard on Adam. And like, we were fighting about something really stupid. And he got in his truck. And I got my car and I had a panic attack. And mm-hmm. I thought I was I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And but then I just started crying. And then I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> and I was down um down by you know that place where we like took family pictures the one year, like the white the white uh building downtown, like right by Barefoot Dance down there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like back in this like alley parking lot just (laughs) fucking losing my shit yeah yeah and that happened and I was like something's not right or this is bigger yeah like uh, something's wrong with me but then you know like what do you do because to me I I I don't feel like I've ever been like a dramatic person so I didn't like call Adam and be like I'm so depressed or like uh, my life is falling apart. And then the other side of that is like we were building a house. We like have a business like our I have two awesome children. Like my family's really great. Like my life is fine, mm-hmm. you know, so I would feel guilty about that. And I still feel guilty about that all the time because I'm like, yeah maybe this isn't, maybe I shouldn't, I don't know, you know? So I, I didn't want to tell anyone. So I, I didn't. And then, um, I feel like that's a big thing though, because I also remember like, it's a similar story of feeling like, I remember the first time I thought like, okay, I'm struggling with anxiety. And then like, the more I learned about it, the more I looked back and realized like, it's kind of always been there. But I also feel like it was such 
an untalked about topic. And now I think more and more people are talking about like depression and anxiety, which is so great and it's so awesome. But I feel like that was a big thing for me too, was feeling like I had too good of a life to be feeling that way. Like, no, the people who have anxiety are like these people who have just like so much trauma or so much stress or, you know, all of the above. And so I remember also feeling like I didn't validate how I was feeling because it like made me feel guilty that there was people out there who had it worse. And it took me so long for me to realize like you are dealing with that too. Yeah. So I think... Okay, so just this morning then I started thinking through all of this and and that was the beginning. And when the beginning happened, I was like, oh, I have this. But now when I look back, I think, oh, I've always had this. That is exactly. I just didn't listen. And so Mm -hmm. I actually was thinking about those um, like your anxiety is lying to you shirts. Yep. And it makes me frustrated because I don't know that your anxiety is lying to you like the stuff that it tells you is like you know if it's if it's like you're not good enough or you're you know whatever and you got to figure that out then then yeah sure but it also it's trying to tell you to listen like Mm -hmm. like you have to stop and if if that's what it's saying you have to figure out why after this happened I left I like finally got my shit together and I was like, okay, I had to figure out, I, I have to figure out how to fix this because I know enough about enough that I, therapy would likely help. And I, I know that, but I was not ever going to be someone who went to therapy. I just am not, I, I know, um, I know that I should, and maybe someday I will. And, and I have to like dig into the reasons why I don't want to. Um, but that probably isn't going to happen. So I knew that was like not a path out for me. And then it was like, okay, well, how do you do this? And I, I did it like I do everything. So I just got lots of books. And then I just started reading about all of this stuff and how your brain works and like how, how this happens and what happens and, you know, and then... I just started trying to fix it. And I mean, now I know the things. So then I ended up going to another like yoga training in Denver for a weekend. Mm-hmm. And and I never want to say like something like changed my life, but <laughs> it fucking changed my life. Like I went <laughs> to this yoga training and I was by myself and then like I don't love to like travel anywhere really by myself and I've Mm -hmm. got to a point I mean Adam's always with me and it just always feels better and I was like I have to be brave and I have to go do this on my own which is like so fucking dumb because it's like driving to Denver like it took a lot of bravery but so I went to this training by myself and like with all of these you know yoga teachers from down there and I had like never taught I was, it was a teacher training for teachers and I was already a teacher, but I never taught a class. And so then I was like super self-conscious about that. Like all these people are going to be, you know, I don't know, way more chill than me. And I went in and it, 
it was just awesome because it was like this practice. It was like meditation and yoga for an hour. And then it was learning how to teach that. And so as I went through that, because I, I can't, I can, I can meditate. I can like sit down and just do it. But it always just makes me laugh. Like, mm-hmm. and I can't take it seriously or I, I struggle to. And so this was like a way for me to like get into these stretches and be doing something, but then also to sit for long periods of time. And it worked. Like I came home, I started doing that. And then I was teaching and like all these things were happening the way that they needed to. And I felt better and like things got better. And it was all just my outlook and everything was great until um, the world shut down last spring. And then I was like, holy fuck, I think I'm going to fall apart again. And I did. Yes. (laughs) I think we're all just a little bit fucked up. And, For sure. I feel and, like the only like promising thing of any of it is that I also feel so mine is like a lot similar or really similar to that. But I feel like right now I'm at a point in my mental health journey, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yes, go on. <laughs> yes, queen. Keep it going. <laughs> That was some podcast of me to say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, okay, let me rewind for this part to make sense. But I was the same way. It's like I totally remember what happened when I kind of like took a step back and was like, okay, you are struggling with anxiety. And I was in college and I was it was like my freshman year I was living in the dorms and I remember having like so much work to do um or it was like this really big week of like so many tests and so many you know all of these things and I was just so stressed out and I felt like my heart was always racing and I couldn't sleep and I couldn't do all of these things and I remember just thinking to myself like I have to get through like Thursday like Thursday was when all of this stuff was due and if I could just turn in the work and finish the test, like after that, like I can relax and I could take a deep breath. And so like Thursday came and I like did all of my tests. I did well on everything. I turned in all of my work and I went back to the dorms and I was like, okay, I'm going to like sit down and relax finally. And I remember laying down and like my heart was racing and I was so stressed and I, it, there was no calming factor of it. Mm-hmm. And at this same time, in the dorms at University of Minnesota, there was always these like stupid weekly pamphlets on like the back, like the stalls of the bathrooms. Like when you <laughs> pee, it was like discovering <laughs> healthy habits or like whatever. And I remember like going to the bathroom and seeing it and there was this like pamphlet on the door and it was like the difference between anxiety and stress. And it was like, you know, stress is your worried about an upcoming test or you have a big paper due or all of these things that you can pinpoint it to and anxiety is when there's not necessarily like a reason for this stress to be stemming from or you feel nervous you feel scared you feel like Mm -hmm. short of breath for all of these things and I feel like that was kind of the turning point of me realizing like I'm worked up 
but I don't have anything to be stressed out about right now. And like constantly Mm -hmm. telling myself over and over in my head, like, what are you stressed about? Like your papers handed in, like your tests are done, rechecking everything. And I was like, why can't I relax? And so I feel like that was like kind of the first when I thought that maybe I was struggling with anxiety. And then fast forward to sophomore year, and I was like crippling in depression (laughs) at college. Like I was so unwell like I think of how when I like reflect back on life like I don't think I struggle with depression as bad as I do like anxiety is very much like integrated into my life and the more I learn about everything like the more it's there and I know that Mm -hmm. and I've never and I know that there's times where like I struggle to get out of bed or I go through these like weeks Mm -hmm. of being in a really low place um which and and it doesn't happen that often which I am so like grateful for because I know how hard it can be but when I was in college I was genuinely depressed like couldn't get out of bed I never went to my classes I was so sad I never went out I had literally no fun like I couldn't get myself to go out and have fun um and I also like didn't tell really anyone ever mm-hmm. like I think you had an idea that I was like struggling at school but not a lot of people did like I I covered it and I didn't want to whatever all of those things but so when I came home um I would say like anxiety for me and I've said this to you before it was exactly like you're saying like once I understood what it was and I was like okay I think what I'm feeling is anxiety there were so many answers to the past for me like mm-hmm. for starters I've told this story to you so many times but when I was younger I used to do like really weird stupid shit like <laughs> do you remember god this I'm story, really like, glad you outgrew that state <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> okay so I actually just recently like went back to therapy um by my own my own choice my mom didn't force me this time <laughs> so but this girl was also terrible. I've like ha- not had good experiences with therapy, but I also am the same way. Like, I don't know. I think it can be very useful for people. And I know if yep. I found the right person, it yep. would do wonders in my life. But I also just have never like super clicked. And I've learned really valuable things from them, but never someone I who I felt like I could consistently. Part. Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember when I like the last time I went to a therapist, like, that my anxiety was very, very bad. And I remember always telling you, like, it was probably, like, it had gotten really bad. Not necessarily the worst it's been, but, like, I knew it was spiraling to be very bad. And so I told you, like, I need to go talk to someone. Like, this is getting... And I wanted help so badly. And I genuinely went with, like, the highest highest expectations. I, like, was so open-minded But that was a swing and a miss because it's not that it was necessarily (laughs) therapy. Like, this girl was in training and, like, oh, God, I have really bad. Like, she sat next to me and (laughs) this is so bad. She, the only thing I remember, I think I went for, like, six weeks. And she said she was going to do eye training with me to help deal with trauma. And she said she was going to sit next to me. And there was, like, six sticky notes on the wall, and um, I had to stare at each 
sticky note for 30 seconds and she was going to repeatedly say things in my ear to retrain my brain. And so something I told her that made me really anxious was that I felt like I was <laughs> so dude. <laughs> just, just wait. I can't. No, even, it's so bad I, because I also feel like I have to say that like this might work for people. And if it works for you. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, you're right. Disclaimer, but, if this crazy <laughs> method works for you, because, dude, I went And home. I'm sorry I'm fucking laughing hysterically yeah. because... No, okay, oh, I told fuck. my mom and Aubrey this, though. Like, I came home, I remember, from this therapy class and, like, literal tears streaming down my face because I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I don't know what then it works to get out of it. So she... Okay, so she sat next to me. Dude, okay, there's actually, fuck, there's two things, and then I'll get back on track. But this needs to be said because people need to know what I went through. So I, she sat next to me and she, so she pointed like Like, at, were your legs like touching like that close? Yeah, like we like, were so close and we were sitting like facing the same just thing. Just facing would, the d- same direction, like yeah, on so a couch, like, yeah, like so our there was podcast like, picture. Yeah, just yes. but like closer, I think. And so <laughs> there was sticky notes and she would say, okay, look at this one sticky note. And for one minute- she would tell me the things I hated about myself. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> no. She would say, like, you... God, I don't even know. I'm, like, really exposed. I don't know what I said to her, but she would be like, you're unmotivated. You are weak. You are... <laughs> While I stared at this thing. And she thought it was going to reprogram my brain. And I was like... To what? How? how? I don't even know, like, how I that know. would... But so I that when you like, thought well, of I'm... those words, you were imagining a sticky note? Like... Dude, I don't know. She said it like would reprogram. I don't know. But then the other thing is she made me. This is where I actually lost it. And I don't think I ever went back after this. But she told If you me made to... it through the sticky notes and something else, I'll be No, I think this was impressed. in one day. And that's what's even worse. she made me pick something and something I was really struggling at this time was like feeling like I was lazy and that I think is a huge again like I need like we have to we're gonna have to come back to that yeah circle around because it's like this feeling of and being my own boss and working from home I think that makes it all worse because like there's no structure in my life and so constantly feeling like I'm not doing enough like I'm not as successful as I should Mm -hmm. be. I'm not as driven as I should be. They're all negative things I tell myself, but I told her that and I confided in her and she made me, she's like, okay, for this activity, I want you to say the words, you're lazy to the happy birthday tune. So I had to sit in this room and I was like, you are lazy. (laughs) (laughs) And we got done and she's like, so how did that make you feel? And I was like, like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And she's like, see, the whole point is to take those fears and those ugly thoughts about yourself and realize how silly they may be. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, I don't know. And so, yeah, then I quit going to therapy. So back to (sighs) back to it all. So when I realized all of these things, oh, okay, here's where I was going. I totally went off track. But all of that was People Relevant. needed to know that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So when, um, like, looking back, there was this story that my mom always tells that it was, like, this dinner party, like, story my mom would say was that 
she used to think that I had Tourette's growing up. And my mom genuinely, genuinely believed I had Tourette's. And her reasoning was because I would fixate on bad things. Like her example was like Osama bin Laden was on the news for like 11 seconds at her house. And then like every single day after school, I would like ask my mom about Osama bin Laden. And I was so intrigued with like these negative things or like some very, very, very distant relative of ours had um, cancer who like, again, we didn't even know well. And my mom had mentioned it at dinner once. And then it's like, that's all I could ask was about this. And so she believed like, yeah, that like, okay, fixating on bad things was like a trait of Tourette's. I don't know. And then another thing was that I used to do this thing where I would rub the sides of my mouth raw to the point where like I would have blisters and scabs on the side of my mouth. And my mom always like... I don't remember if she, like, actually seeked a doctor and said, like, I think my child has Tourette's. Like, whatever it was, her reasoning was because I would fixate on bad things and I had these, like, weird obsessive, like, rubbing my mouth raw, like, licking my cheeks wrong. Yeah, all of this stuff. Well, like, in hindsight, like, I was just super fucking anxious. Like, I had bad anxiety as a kid and I struggled with, like just relaxing or like things would worry me and I would do things obsessively and I would worry over all of these things. And like, Mm -hmm. that was just anxiety. And then the other thing that was so big in my life was my heart problems that we all thought were heart problems for a very long time. And I remember like, I don't even know when it first happened, but I was like at gymnastics one day and my heart went like literally a million miles per hour. And I was like, something's not okay. And I sat down and my gymnastics coach like felt my heart and was like, holy shit, like that's going fast. You need to sit down. We called my mom, whatever. And, And then it went down and it would only happen for like three minutes at a time. But we were calling them episodes for like years and they would happen. And sometimes they were way more frequent Well, given the history of my dad's heart attack, Mm -hmm. we thought it was something wrong with my heart. And so I went to a cardiologist as a kid. Like, I don't even know how old I would have been in middle. It was after my dad died because that's why I remember them taking it so seriously. And I got an EKG and I went through all this stuff with a um, cardiologist in, I don't know how old I would have been, like middle school. And then it went away and then... It would happen again in high school. And again, we were just watching them as these episodes and, you know, whatever. Well, so then I came home from college and they got really bad again. And so I ended up wearing a fucking heart monitor (laughs) for a month. Like I was hooked up to all of these machines. I had like eight stickers on my chest. I had this like machine hooked to me and they were monitoring my heart. And I remember going back to the doctor and I sent in this heart monitor and the pediatrician came in and... Well, because I still saw the pediatrician because that's a cardiologist I had seen when I was younger. And she came in and was like, um, so your heart looks good. I think you're having panic attacks. <laughs> like, I think this is anxiety and mental health. But it was like all of these things. Like, it's, it's I didn't know that I struggled with any of it until it became present in my life. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like we just said, it's like the more I learned about it, the more I realized it had always been there. And so now, like, I feel like there was this time period where it was all 
just so unknown. It was happening and we didn't know. And then there was a time period where it was so big and like it had just spiraled out of control and it was before we really knew what was going on and like it was so big and so terrible. And now that I like understand that it's anxiety and like you can listen to podcasts and you can read books and you can go to a therapist or do a, I don't know, all of these things. Yeah, because like, that really works. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not that one. <laughs> but Oh, like you're having more... heart problems? Look at these sticky notes. Dude, God, that whole, <laughs> this triggers me. But it's like, there's so many things that I've done since then. Like I've read books about mental health. I've done whatever. And so now I feel like it's to a part where, or the point, I guess, in my mental health journey is that like I've accepted that it's there and I know that it's there and now and I feel like it's what you were saying too of like understanding how we cope with it and how you know and the biggest thing for me has been my environment and we've talked extensively about that but it's like going from living with or living um at my mom's and then living in a college dorm where I didn't know mm-hmm. anyone. I was struggling so much. And then I went back and I lived with my friends who I loved, but then it got just kind of crazy. And so I feel like living with Connor has been like the best thing ever for my mental health because it's just such. Because you're in complete control. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so, yes, I don't know. And I feel like that's just like the overview of everything that's happened. But I feel like the point I'm at right now in my mental health is figuring out what works to keep it sane. Because even now, like, it's better yeah. than it's really been in so long because of my environment and being in Colorado with Connor. And yeah, like you said, having control. But then I also do notice it like gets bad sometimes here. And so now like, now that I've removed all of those things that I knew used to trigger it, like yeah. being around, yeah, I don't know, all of that stuff. And so like now that this is good and when it does still flare up, now I'm like still trying to understand like, okay, I'm anxious this morning. So where is that stemming from? Yes. And so now I feel like, and I think you're the same way. And that's what we talk so much about is I feel like we've both walked through the like, the denial stage of thinking you don't have it and then like the acceptance stage of like okay we have it and then the out of control stage where like shit is literally hitting the fan yeah (laughs) and now it's at this point where like it's not to say that like those phases don't come back because there is still times where I like deny that it's really that bad or I oh for sure I thought I cured myself (laughs) like I went a year and was like I'm awesome this is awesome. I've like cleaned out all the shit I was worried about. Like, I don't care what people think. I like deleted all my socials. I like got it. And then like my shoulder was like, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, you know, I, I literally, I couldn't sleep because I was like, I, I'm going to have a heart attack when I go to sleep tonight mm-hmm. and I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and everyone's gonna be like she had all these problems for so long and maybe just ignored them (laughs) yes but so that's why I needed like a doctor to be like I'm pretty sure it's just anxiety and even after I got off the first phone call with her like it was like got better because I just needed someone to like acknowledge 
that I wasn't crazy and that that's what it was, even if, you know, it was my fucked up brain, like making it all happen anyway. Yeah, that's why we vent so much because we just hang out and then we talk about our problems and we're like, okay, you're not crazy. I'm not crazy. (laughs) Okay, cool. Glad we could agree on it. (laughs) Yes. And I've spent so much time in the last year wondering about that. Like, am I really weird or or is, is there other people out there who like the same things happen to, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's hard, it's hard to know. And I don't know. And part of it for me is always like staying on the path. Like I know what I need to do to make it better. I need to sleep. I need to stay off my phone. I need to exercise. I need to take a bath with no phone. Mm -hmm. I need to read a book that I enjoy just because I enjoy it and like stop and slow down. Like that's in general the one thing I have to do. But like you said, this push all the time. I mean, it is there all the time. Like Mm -hmm. yesterday I sat at my computer literally all day working on uh, website stuff, trying to figure out how we can build a community. And when I got done with that, at the end of the day, I was like, felt like I didn't accomplish enough. I was like, Mm -hmm. I should have cleaned the house. I should have spent more time with my kids. I should have laundry done and put away. I should have exercised and I didn't. And then it's Mm -hmm. all these shoulds that like, I couldn't sleep last night. I didn't sleep. I was up to like three in the morning because I laid down and then I was like, I didn't, I failed today. But I didn't fail. And it's like trying to, to flip that, I mean, sometimes it feels impossible. It, it just, it does. Yeah. I think a big part of my anxiety does stem from, like, not feeling like I'm doing enough. And I don't know why. That's why I needed a therapist and she just totally shit on me. She just didn't, <laughs> she didn't help me. <laughs> but it is. It is, like, why do you feel like that? And for me, it's socials. I mean, I I'm not even joking. Yesterday, I looked at a couple podcasts on Instagram, and I was like, "We're we're never God, gonna we suck." Yeah, I yeah. was. I was like, "We're never gonna. We're it's too late. We're never gonna like. Why are we even doing this? Mm-hmm. This is so silly." And then I was like, "These people are so pretty." And I can't, I mean, you can carry us, but like, I can't even post a picture of myself on Instagram. So it's like, and I know that's a thing too. Like, and I try not to pass this shit on to my kids. Like Ellery, she's licking her lips. Like couldn't stop licking her lips. But it changed how I parent because I wasn't like, stop fucking licking your lips. I like sat down with her. Yeah. Like look at this sticky note on the wall every time you want to lick your lips. We're building new pathways. No, but I sat down with her and was like, hey, like sometimes when you do things like that, that become habits that you don't think about, it's because you're like worried about stuff. Mm-hmm. So is there some stuff that you're like worried about? Because Ellery is me. She worries about everything. Yeah. And then I'm like, did I do this to her? Is, does <laughs> she like see me doing this? And then these are the patterns she picks up. And then is that like why we say anxiety is genetic? Because 
Like They're just learning it. <laughs> yes. We just put them in these patterns. I mean, she sees me be like, we have to do this, this, this. Where's the list? Where's this? You have to get this done today. There's no relaxing. And it's like, I don't want to be like that. So then mm. I have to like step it back and think about, you know, like what I'm doing. What effect and, is this having on them? Yeah. And I don't want them to be worriers. So it's like, okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about the stuff that's bothering you. And I mean, I think we do an okay job, but like, fuck, I won't know until they're like 21 and have a podcast and talk about (laughs) how shitty my parenting was. (laughs) Then I'll be like, yeah, I really fucked up. Sorry. Like, I was just doing the best I could. (laughs) I do think, and it's so weird, me and Connor talked about this last night of, I think social media as well has like a direct effect on my mental health but it's so different in the fact that like but I also think again it's like what season of life are you in how is your mental health to begin with before you get on because sometimes I do look at like pretty people and you you know but it's like I would say again like the thing that I struggle with the most on social media is like feeling like I'm not doing anything with my life but Mm -hmm. one of the things is like and it's not that it's and I told Connor this last night is like it's not like it's one direct person like because I follow this person who's like some motivational speaker like I am garbage compared to them like it's not one specific person but like I follow lots of photographers on my Instagram Mm -hmm. I mean it's like what 90% of my Instagram is is photographers and other creatives and things like that and I will get on Instagram And I will see some photographer post, like, finished three galleries today, had two sessions, like, finished my laundry, and, you know, like, today's a good day. Or all of these people who will be, like, finishing my fifth shoot of the day. Or, you know, and that's when I start to feel, like, like, I can't look Mm -hmm. at those stories. Because then I'm like, well, fuck, I haven't had a session in, like, three weeks like yeah I mean I scheduled it that way but like I made that right decision myself and I was totally okay with it and that's what I knew I wanted for my business and for my mental health but then I see something on Instagram of all this person doing all these shoots and then I'm like god you fucking suck like yeah that's you know and I don't know and whether that's I don't look at those things but I feel like so okay so that's the other thing is I think that social media and mental health is a totally different topic and maybe that's even what we do next week because there is a million things that we could talk about and it's exactly like what we talked about before we started recording about the like Britney Spears documentary of how social media and the paparazzi and all of this stuff just it's all so relevant I mean I see pictures on Facebook of like people I'm not even really friends with like getting together to hang out and I'm like man why wasn't I invited it's like I don't even I haven't fucking talked to those people in 15 years like but it's like I should be with my friends or maybe I don't have friends like I don't know yeah and it's crazy too because like I feel like the other thing we have to remind ourselves of is like and I think we have to talk about this a different time about social media because There's, like, the conversation of are you showing, like, social media is a highlight reel and it is only the good parts of your life. But also, like, I'm not going to post on social media 
on social media when I'm having like a mental fucking breakdown. Yes. That's the other weird disconnect is there's so many people who are like, you can't just show like the best parts of your life on social media. But it's like, I don't need to post. Like I saw this one, um, I, I don't know who it was, but someone I follow was like, they did an ask me a question and someone was like, how come you only like show your daughter like being such a well-behaved baby like you're putting all of these unrealistic like unrealistic expectations on these moms that you have like this perfect life with a perfect kid and she was like do you want me to shove a camera in front of my kid's face when they're like having a temper tantrum and then post it so that everyone could be like what the fuck are you doing yeah and so like and, and that's the other thing is like yeah i mean i don't post on shows like on or i don't post on my instagram story when i'm like haven't left bed today like i haven't edited in five weeks or not five weeks but really feeling like a loser today (laughs) like i don't but then i'll be like you know like deliver to what like today is a good day and it's more so to like i don't know motivate but i don't know so i feel like that's another thing that i always have to take a step back when i see those things like something that's always helped me is like okay they had a really good day today so they're gonna post about it like this girl just finished three galleries today and had two sessions but like she could have not touched editing for like three weeks and I always have to remind myself that of like taking a step back and and I feel like that's a whole different topic I don't even know what we talked about I don't know if we gave literally any advice on mental health I just talked about my terrible therapist (laughs) that I went to (laughs) but if it was only for that it was totally worth it (laughs) yeah I do. I Okay. The other thing I do want to say about therapy is that there are so many different kinds and like so many different things work for so many different people. So that is one thing. And then the other thing is that like, as you were talking through that, it nailed the reason why I don't go to therapy. And that is because, well, first, so like I was going to get my master's degree in counseling. So I've taken a whole bunch of counseling classes with a whole bunch of people. And like the first time we were in the class, our professor was like, most people that get into counseling, get into counseling because they're trying to figure themselves out. And I was like, yes. This one post I saw, they were like, can all of the freshmen in college who are going to get a psych major just accept that they need help? And I was like, that was literally me. Like I was going to get a psych degree, but like it was just... I, I have a psych degree. Needed- yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I thought I was going to be a counselor because I just wanted to be like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm in anxiety, but it's going to take you 15 more years to figure out that's figure what it, it out. is. Yes. But so trying to like, you are going in to talk to someone about the most personal things if it's going to be productive Mm -hmm. and in order to do that you have to really trust the person and I yeah I don't know that just finding somebody's name or getting a referral that somebody that works for somebody else that that just doesn't yeah doesn't work for me but I don't want to discourage that either because it is helpful and we do need to talk and I feel like I get to talk to you and then I just yeah, I was gonna say we're I'm just not... each other's therapists yes because part of it is just talking like it think is about, yeah well even here it's like today about how emotional like how 
women started getting described as like emotional or dramatic or all the stuff. And it's like, yeah, bitch, because they <laughs> shared their feelings. Yeah. And that's why they don't pick up guns and do mass shootings, like, mm -hmm. because they're not burying all that shit. Like, I mean, maybe they're screaming at you and they shouldn't, but they're not hiding it. Like, yeah, for sure. We have to quit, like, acting like that is is wrong. The right thing is to... Well, dude, the kid at US, SDSU, USD, I don't know. that just came out and said he's taking the rest of the season oh, off for mental health. Yes. Which is, like... The coolest thing. Yes. I mean, like, I just touched my heart because I feel for him like I can't imagine the amount of like courage that takes to to do that like to be one of the first people to do that but at the same time like yes like work through it and and yeah you know? I saw someone had shared that and was like this is the most like encouraging thing I've seen in sports in a long time and I do think that like it made me happy that it was a male on a sport team coming from South Dakota. And I think that, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of it is just talking through, like, that's literally all we, like, we sat down and there was no advice given. Like, we didn't <laughs> do this podcast of, like, here's how we solved our mental health. Like, we just talked about it. But I feel like that alone, it's all me and you ever do, is we sit down at your house and we, for hours, yeah. and we just talk about everything. But it also is like something that makes me so sane. And so I feel like just talking about it and not yeah. knowing the answers and like, I think not feeling like it has to be, I don't know how to word this, but like it doesn't have to be this fit into a box type of thing because I didn't think I had anxiety for so long because of what I had heard about it wasn't me. And it wasn't like, yeah. I don't have this past terrible trauma I don't struggle with all of this stuff and so then I was like well it can't be me like I have too good of a life I have too good of you know all yep. of this stuff but like thinking of or just talking about it and accepting that you have it and even if it's minor and it's not near as big as other people it's still important and it's still yeah. affecting your life and you still have to talk about it and put it out there and figure it out and now someone's vacuuming in our apartment next door so <laughs> cool that's a good sign that we were uh, out <laughs> adam listened the last time and then he was like um i i just i just have one suggestion and he's like uh the part at the end where you sound like a radio dj and you're yeah. like thanks guys you, catch us next time on <laughs> K-W-B-Z. He was like, you should cut that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Did you hear me? I thought when you started saying that, I thought you were going to say Adam was like, I have one suggestion. You know that radio voice you use at the end? Can you just do that every time? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just well, see. Okay, I'm going to get we'll Lyndon. Talk about, oh, yeah, I need her. I actually want to say hi to her anyways. Okay, maybe next time we'll talk about what? Um, social media, because I feel like we really led up to that on this one. Yeah, I really so want to talk about you being an influencer. <laughs> okay, so the it's like, next week, we'll be talking to Ashton 
about her rise to stardom. She'll give you the tools, including the sticky note trick she learned to (laughs) help solve the world's problems. Hey, everybody, and um, thanks for listening, and have a great week.